And so it sounds like it's not just a campaign, right? It's, it's bigger than that. It's like a whole brand kind of transformation all across the board. Welcome to the podcast where marketing gets personal. Broadcasting from Macklin, we'll be covering everything about our field from the totally topical to the utterly off topic. Let's see where it takes us this week on B2Me. We hear all the time in the marketing world about campaigns that promote products, services, or even just remind our audience that a brand still exists. And that's great, but that's not all there is. Recruitment marketing campaigns are massively important in our line of work, yet we don't talk about them that much. And that might be because they're not as like apparently interesting or sexy as like a Super Bowl commercial, but they are really important to our, a lot of our clients and just to our everyday lives. So I'm joined today by Courtney, our strategist, and she's going to kind of enlighten us on what recruitment campaigns are, why they're important, and why you should care about them. So Courtney, let's start. Tell us what are recruitment campaigns? Sure. So a recruitment campaign in a lot of ways is just like any other marketing campaign, except instead of uh, selling your audience a product or service, you're selling them on an idea. So the idea of joining an organization or the idea of attracting a student to a university, uh, workers to business, residents to locations, etc., so when you say, you know, you're attracting, you know, a worker to a business or a residence location, like what does that really look like? How does that work? So it could be as simple as a company that is putting a job placement ad out there and they're trying to attract people to this specific job. It could be, you know, when you think about bigger companies, it could be just recruiting people to work at that company in general through, across a multitude of occupations um, and job positions. It could also be recruiting people to a specific area where they might need workers. There's a teacher shortage in Illinois. So it could be occupation based. We're trying to recruit, you know, teachers as an occupation into a state or, you know, a region. But I think for the most part, what we see a lot with our clients is them just trying to recruit workers to their individual business or a university trying to attract students. And I think for me, one of the big things that kind of sets a recruitment campaign from another product or service campaign apart is, you know, what you're trying to get your audience to do the, you know, the, the depth of the investment that they're trying, you're trying to get them to make, you know, this isn't just, you're not just asking them to buy a coffee for $1.99. You're asking them to make a major life change, you know, move to a new area, get a new job. So what are some of the considerations that you have to take into account when making a recruitment campaign? How is it really different functionally? You know, I think it, and I, I always advise our clients too, it really starts with the customer journey. So just like selling a product, just like selling a service, you really have to, you know, kind of think about it from the lens of the person you are trying to attract. So let's go to the example of a company trying to attract workers for, you know, a certain position. You know, you put your job ad out there. That's the first touch point that they see. What are they going to get from that? If that's the only thing that they see about your company, what can you do to make sure that it engages them? Then, you know, 
you have to think about how they're going to vet you because they will before they apply. So what is your website telling them? What's your glass door rating? What is your social media telling them about the culture and the how is it setting their expectations for you know what they're going to get? I mean, there are so many things that get overlooked in this process. Think about, you know, if you're interviewing for a job, you're going to hopefully be doing your research. What is, um, you know, you're going to be looking at the bio of the person um, who you're interviewing with. You're going to be looking at their LinkedIn page. I mean, the, it, the list just goes on and on. So it's really about sort of mapping out that customer journey and bringing the authenticity of the company and the values of the company and the culture uh, forward through all of those touch points. And so it sounds like it's not just a campaign, right? It's it's bigger than that. It's like a whole brand kind of transformation all across the board. It truly is. It's, I mean, culture and recruitment and, you know, then you bleed into, you know, retention campaigns almost. How are you retaining uh, companies? We, uh, and Troy, I think you worked with me on this one. We uh, had a client years ago that was a consulting firm. They asked us to develop a recruiting campaign and it became their entire culture campaign, their internal brand. And I think that that's a that's a good point because I think a lot of companies when they think about you know recruitment campaign they're always thinking about you know attracting workers and that is really important but to your point you know retaining workers reminding them what they like about the company and kind of integrating the things that are most important to them into the brand that's how you that's another way to hold on to people and in a really competitive talent market that's got to be just as important I would think as attracting people of course and I think you need to look at the best employees that you have and think about who they are, what they care about and what they would think throughout that customer journey. And also, how did you get them? (laughs) Invest, you know, some time exactly in resources into recruiting people the way that you have successfully recruited employees. And so with a recruitment campaign, uh, I think we should call it like a recruitment and retention campaign or maybe like, you know, an overall culture campaign. You have so many different people. You have so many different audiences that you're talking to, maybe in a way that you wouldn't have with, you know, if you're selling a cup of coffee. Like everybody wants that coffee for roughly the same reason, but people want to live somewhere or work somewhere for very different reasons. So how do you account for all of these different sub audiences kind of within your overall audience? Well, You know, there's a common saying around our office uh, that comes from the managing partner, Bill, uh, pick a lane. And it's really hard to do when you, you know, might have four different occupations that you're trying to recruit for. But I think you need to narrow things down as much as you can. And then, you know, our process always involves discovery, talking specifically to the people who are already in that position or who live in that area or, you know, are in that occupation, attending that school and seeing why they chose to go to that college, you know, and what do they get out of it? What's that like emotional connection that Mm -hmm. they have? Um, So it's just about, it's really just about talking to them, opening up the communication. 
Yeah, and I think the emotional side of it's really underrated because you can look at it, you know, from the kind of traditional HR perspective of like, okay, we know that our audience wants, you know, this much PTO and they want this kind of healthcare and these are the things that matter to them. But you also have to, you know, very important to retaining and attracting employees is creating a specific feeling, a specific feeling within the culture. And so I think that's really got to be baked into whatever campaign you're doing or whatever brand enhancement that you're doing. Yeah, for sure. And it's also a way that you can sort of define some of these buzzwords that you hear all the time. So, you know, you have to put out there that we provide work-life balance because that's what people want, right? We know that, but that's subjective. What is Mm work-life balance to one person versus another? It, It could mean two totally different things. So I think that storytelling, which is what you do very well. Um, And, you know, pulling out those emotions are a great way to define what work-life balance means or what, you know, flexibility means. Some of these kind of common buzzwords around recruitment campaigns. That's such a good point because for me, you know, work-life balance is, it's mostly about flexibility for me. I want to be able to work when it's it's the right time for me to work and I want to be able to do uh, other things, even if that's during, you know, traditional work hours. So for me, it's flexibility, but maybe for somebody else, it's it's more about the PTO or the maternity policy. So that that is, you know, work-life balance is, like you said, it's one of those buzzwords that everybody uses. But, you know, I just think it's really important for people who are listening to realize that you got to define that stuff. Like you got to be specific. Yeah. And you don't have to define it in a boring way. Use storytelling mm-hmm. to define it. Use visuals um, and, and testimonials. Put your employees that that are successful, that, that you want to recruit more of, put them in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Let them, you know, be the peer that's telling somebody else. And that's really how you get people to to understand what you're talking about and remember it too. Because, you know, if you tell me, oh, our, you know, our work-life balance is really flexible. Okay, sure. Everybody kind of has that on their LinkedIn page. I get it. But then I see, you know, one of your employees who's, you know, uh, very engaging and has good personality, you know, talking on camera about how because of this policy, because of this flexible policy, they were able to make a real, you know, do something, do something that mattered to them in their lifestyle. Yeah. Coach their kids baseball team, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay, so let's talk about strategy. We we talked a little bit about the discovery phase and how it's really important to understand your audience. But after discovery, kind of where do you go from there? How do you actually implement a recruitment campaign? You know, once you kind of have that customer journey mapped out, I think that, you know, one of the things that results from discovery usually is personas. And you can kind of match those personas with what you're specifically trying to recruit for. Then you think about that persona through the customer journey. You, you got to check all the boxes. Make sure the website has the right info. Social media has culture, LinkedIn profiles, Glassdoor ratings, all that stuff, you know, we kind of previously mentioned. And then it's about finding those people and engaging them at the right time, mm-hmm. cutting through the white noise. You know, how do they want to be recruited? That's another thing that you have to think about. Do they, you know want you interrupting their YouTube TV or would they rather, yeah, yeah. or would they rather, you know, see something on LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. And just for, so it all starts with personas, but just for people who maybe haven't come across that term in this context, could you define persona for us? 
Sure. I mean, it's, it's really just creating a character. Like you can think about it as basic as like a children's storybook. You're creating, um, you know, a young person right out of college that's going to, you know, not have any experience um, that might be looking for the highest paying job that they can in the mm-hmm. coolest location that they can, you know, or you're thinking about it from somebody who maybe is like, I don't know, five, seven years into their career, they're looking to make kind of like an upward move somewhere. And then, you know, the the kind of seasoned executive, it, it really just depends on sort of where, who you're trying to recruit, but you can kind of see how that, you know, when you think about that seasoned executive, what matters to them, what um, kind of language engages them, mm-hmm. what platforms do they use, how do they consume information, and how are they going to vet you? Because their customer journey is different from the young kid out of college. Mm -hmm. And you got to establish trust Mm -hmm. with them. That's the most important thing. And I I think another thing that I I just want to point out is that definitely your personas guide, you know, your, the tactics that you use, but, uh, going, it all goes back to the business objectives too, right? You got to have, you got to start with kind of your, your business objectives and where you want to go and then, and then, you know, decide, okay, based on these objectives, these are the audiences that we want to focus on. This is, you know, we want to put more effort into recruitment or we want to put more effort into retention. So I think, I think it always goes back to that. Of course, always. And you really have to think about recruitment should be a long game. Mm-hmm. You know, if hidden in plain sight, one of the longest recruiting campaigns that I can think of is STEM or, you know, now STEAM. That mm-hmm. goes back to the mid 1800s when they were trying to recruit, you know, peop- uh, colleges to for agricultural science. And then, you know, World War II, space exploration, computers, everything kind of, you know, just propels that movement forward. But in so many ways, it's like a recruiting campaign that's been going on for like three centuries. Yeah. And I think that's such a good example because I, you know, in high school, I remember seeing, you know, posters around the school for STEM and then later for STEAM. And, but it's, it's more than that, right? It's more than, you know, that's kind of the campaign side. I think that's like the, the ads that you might see, uh, talking about, uh, STEM and steam and, but it's bigger than that, right? It's kind of, it's, it's kind of baking that idea into the whole culture and in, in, you have to integrate it into the infrastructure. It's more than just a marketing campaign. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that it's a, it's a classic example of marketing is obviously there, right? Through posters, through PR, through, you know, just everything that we kind of see and consume, but it, it put it in the education system Mm -hmm. and created, you know, this abundance of workforce. And it's, it's just been interesting. And now, you know, it's, it's women in steam. And so it, it's really like just evolved into, you know, something so much more, but it, but it's, it's such a, high level example or it's it's such a just large scale Mm -hmm. example I guess but it really when you distill it down it's it's fascinating Mm -hmm. and yeah and I think you know marketing's more than just marketing it's got to be integrated into experience into customer experience and user experience you know on your product or service or whatever that is and it's got to be baked into the culture as well so I think that's I think that's the big takeaway yeah I agree I agree yeah marketing it's it matters it's kind of important you know yeah Good marketing. You, you heard it here first. Yeah, good marketing. Yeah, bad marketing. You probably don't need that. Well, uh, that's it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow B2Me wherever you get your podcasts. And for all things marketing, follow Macklin on social media. See you next time on B2Me.